0: My name is Ashley, and today is going to be a little bit different of an episode for us. Um, If you're watching right now, you can tell that I am here by myself. Uh, This is going to be our very first solo show. Liz and her husband, Casey, are off on a big adventure. They are camping this week and super excited for them, but they have no access to Wi-Fi right now. So she could not, unfortunately, record this episode um, with me for the podcast today. But that's okay. We're going to do something a little bit different and a little bit fun. So stick with me, bear with me. Hopefully you guys enjoy it and learn some good stuff. We're going to be doing a Q&A style episode today for you guys. So we took some questions that we have received from our Instagram page, from our Facebook page, um, and just questions. I think I put like a question box up on my Instagram stories. So we're going to dive into some of them. There were some really good questions for this one. And maybe we can make this like a regular thing if you guys uh, find this be useful, because I think a lot of these questions, there's probably a lot of people that have them, honestly. The first question that we got is how to tell the authenticity of an item. You know, you might have something that is kind of higher end, like let's say there's a Louis Vuitton bag that you come across and you're wondering if it is authentic or not. It's really hard, honestly, to learn all the ins and outs about each and every brand and the things that are done to ensure their authenticity and how people that fake these items go about faking them and those signs and things that you can pick up on and how to tell that they're fake. It's just like, it's so much information, honestly. Okay. So let's take this LV bag for example. If it's something like that, I would definitely pay to have that authenticated. I'm definitely not going to go by like asking on a Facebook page or, you know, posting it on my Instagram stories to see what everyone else thinks. I would definitely pay to have something that high end authenticated just to be safe and just to be sure because I don't want to list something that could jeopardize my eBay or my Poshmark account um, and then get dinged for like having an, an authentic item. So I would definitely pay to have that authenticated. If it's something like, let's say, Lululemon, we have a lot of people in this community, actually, that are kind of like professionals and identifying if something is fake or not, especially with specific brands like Patagonia, Lululemon, things like that. So I would probably reach out to one of them and no, it wouldn't give me like a guaranteed um certificate of authenticity. But most of these people, if you, you know, you pay them for their time, they're going to tell you the reasons why they know that it is authentic. And a lot of these people specialize in those brands. If I still had some doubt, obviously I wouldn't list the item. I would probably just donate it. I don't like taking the chance. And I, you know, I highly recommend that You guys don't take chances with your accounts either. Um, But yeah, I would try to find a professional like in our community. If I still wasn't sure about the authenticity, I just wouldn't list that item Um, then. There are also a lot of Facebook groups out there that will teach you different ways to spot if an item is authentic or not. So we recently had someone ask in our Facebook group about the authenticity of a few Lily Pulitzer items and I actually learned something new. I didn't know this that Lily Pulitzer on all their prints um, and fabrics, they will hide the word Lily in each of their prints, and you just have to find it and make sure that it's authentic. The examples that I looked up, they're it's kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack a little bit, like the examples that I saw were like, holy cow, that spells Lily. (laughs) I wasn't really sure. But uh, yeah, I guess that's how uh, one of the ways anyways, that you can authenticate. There's, you know, a lot of things that go uh, hand in hand for each brand as well. Like they're, you know, they might have the same um, hardware, like the same symbols or logos or whatever on all of their hardware. So that's another thing to look into as well. But if you do a deep dive on what the brand consistently puts out on their product, like the Lily, for example, or the hardware, you know, different logos on hardwares, for example, um, that will give you a much better idea. The next question is a good one. It is, what strategies are we working on gearing up towards summer slowdown? This might sound a little bit hokey to you guys, but Liz and I have discussed this many, many times before, and we actually... We just don't buy into the whole idea of summer slowdown. Honestly, she and I have never experienced it. And there's plenty of other resellers out there that we are close to that have also never experienced it before. So honestly, I think that something like this is sort of a, um, like a mindset shift sort of thing where if we have a lot of other resellers in the community talking about experiencing summer slowdown every single year. Then you know, if you enter the community as a new reseller and you hear other people talking about this summer slowdown thing, you're like, "Well, I I'm sure I'm gonna you know experience it as well. So I better be prepared for it. Like, what can I do? The first part I think is not buying into it. Do retail stores tend to experience summer slowdown? Yes, retail stores do, but. I really feel that online platforms are a bit different when it comes to the same trends that retail brick-and-mortar stores um, experience. Some things that you can do to make sure that you don't experience summer slowdown would be to source different items. So you have to do things differently than what other people are doing if you don't want to experience the same things that they are. So, what Liz and I are currently doing right now to make sure that we don't experience summer slowdown, like a lot of other people say that they do, we are sourcing different things. So, we're sourcing pool items, pool toys, summer, you know, just summery stuff, golf things, um, grilling items, gardening items. You got to think about what do people do in the summer? They take trips, they're outside, they're in their yard, they're, you know, taking care of their homes, they're doing projects they're playing sports, they're, you know, doing all kinds of activities. So sourcing for the season, I think is really important. Um, And then also running, you know, sales on items that maybe have been sitting a little bit longer than you would like running good sales to make sure that you're, you're selling things. I can't tell you guys how many times I've personally experienced this and also heard from other resellers that they have experienced this, especially on eBay, where, when you start the day off, like first thing in the morning with a sale, you will get more sales throughout the day. It's just kind of like a snowball effect. So especially like during slow times, what I will do is make sure or when I feel like I'm experiencing a slow time, what I will do is make sure that I'm sending out offers first thing in the morning, like right when I wake up to try to get that win right off the bat. Like I want that first sale like Before like 7, 8 a.m., if I possibly can, because then I know I'm going to have a good day. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a zero day because A, I've already gotten that sale. But I would say nine times out of 10, maybe eight times out of 10, if I get a sale first thing, like I know I'm going to get another sale, like, Probably pretty quick after that. And then it just kind of snowballs from there and it just ensures that I'm going to have a good day. So, sending out those offers um, and running sales, I think, is really important as well. If you're experiencing kind of a lull in your business, whether that's summer slowdown or any time of year, really. Okay. So, the next question is let's see. I want to start a reselling business, but I am worried that it's too saturated already. Is now a good time to start or did I miss the peak of reselling? So, that's a good question. I also feel like this is a mindset shift. So you didn't miss the peak; you definitely didn't, and it is hundred percent not too saturated. I feel like some people might tell you it's too saturated because they don't want more competition. But I promise you, there is more than enough for everyone. Um, start now, like I want you to take some action and start like right now. You're letting your mind play tricks on you, and it's keeping you from experiencing the success that you could have already if you had started, you know, a month ago. Uh, There's definitely more than enough for everyone, like I said. But I also think that it's important to find your niche and find what is exciting to you. Find what you really love to do. So just because you've seen, let's say, for example, you know, other people like YouTubers or popular resellers on Instagram, they're, you know, doing a lot of clothing sales you know, maybe that's not what really lights you up and that's okay. But maybe like comic books or video games, that's like more your thing. So find something that you really love to do and do that better than anyone else. I also looked up because I wanted to see like how much clothing was being donated kind of currently. And I found this Washington Post article from 2021 and it said that Goodwill handled more than 107 million donations of used goods and it totaled around five point seven billion pounds. That is insane, you guys. So that just showed like there's just there's more than enough for everyone out there. Next question is this is my first year filing taxes as reseller. Do you have any tips? Yes, I do have a tip for you. And that is hire a CPA for sure. Hopefully you've kept track of everything that you've needed to. Um, but we definitely recommend having a CPA do your taxes for you, especially your first year as a reseller or a business owner. Um, I personally, I did my own taxes last year and I will not be doing that again. <laughs> it was, I just, I don't have the brain for it. I It's something that I don't love doing at all, like not even a little bit. It's just one of those th- one of those things that I would much rather pay a professional to do for me, uh, pay them for their time and their expertise and their experience, versus taking my time. and I don't want to do it. It's like pulling teeth for me. I just have no interest. So I use a CPA that is local to my parents. Actually, they have worked with my parents um, with their businesses for a long time. So. I i am going to be using him. I used to use him and then I did my own last year, like I said, but I'm definitely going to be going back to him. We also recommend um, the product, My Reseller Genie. I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about them before. Uh, they are amazing and they have everything on their platform that you need to make sure that you have all your documents, all your ducks in a row, everything tracked for your accountant or CPI. Okay. Next up, we have a really good question. It says... It seems like everyone's sales are slow right now. Mine definitely are. I haven't sold anything on Poshmark in a week. Help. (laughs) Okay, so I can't speak for everyone else, but um, if everyone else seems like, or if it seems like everyone else is having slow sales, I will try to do something different if I feel like I'm starting to fall into that slow sales rut as well. There's definitely peaks and valleys for sure, and I'm not trying to say that everything... Is incredible all the time because that's definitely not the case. But a lot of success comes from doing things that other people just will not do. So, you know, that could mean listing a lot more than what other people are listing. It could mean doing a lot more research than what other people are doing right now to make sure that you are selling uh, products that people actually want. So I think it's Really hard to say, you know, specifically for your case be, without like knowing what you're selling, without seeing your actual Poshmark closet. There could be something glaringly obvious that we could pinpoint for you within like, you know, a, a little two minute audit or something. Uh, but what I would suggest is doing an audit of yourself. So you can start with, you know, am I really doing what needs to be done daily? like you really need to be honest and take a hard look at yourself. Um, Am I listing enough? Am I sharing enough? Am I relisting enough? Like really take a hard look at the actions that you are taking every single day. Next, I would ask myself, am I really sourcing the items that people are actually looking to purchase? We've talked about Lululemon earlier in this episode, and a lot of people have great success with Lululemon. But for some reason, when I find it, it tends to sit for me. So unless I find something that is very, very highly sought after or a pretty rare specific piece, usually I don't pick it up, to be honest with you, because it just doesn't really sell that well for me. And I want to maximize my time. So I know that Lululemon is a good brand, and I also know that it sells pretty well for other people, but it just doesn't really sell for me. It sits usually longer than I would like, and then I end up discounting it a little bit more than I would like to. So I end up selling it for a little bit less than I planned on, and that doesn't really work for me. I wanna source better items that sell for more and raise my average style price or ASP. So doing an audit of things like that. Also, I would take a look at your um, photos compared to people that you know are experiencing success on the platform. So, Poshmark um, in this example. So, do my photos hold up? Do my descriptions hold up? Are my titles accurate? Are there mistakes in my listings or titles? Are things listed too high? You know, I'm <laughs> I'm very guilty of this, um, especially in the last like couple years. If I'm sourcing something that I know is a good item or a hot item, I personally try to get top dollar for a lot of my things, especially retail arbitrage and online arbitrage items. I want to get top dollar and usually I am able to. However, if I if the item isn't selling, I tend to not lower the price enough quickly enough, I guess, to get rid of it in a more timely manner. So usually I'm holding on to things for a little bit longer than I should be, to be completely honest with you guys. I need to get better at knowing that I list my items for top dollar and then being able to discount them in a timely manner so I'm not hanging on to things for as long as I currently am. Okay, so the next question actually ties pretty well into what we were just talking about. Um, it says, "I feel like sometimes the items that I'm listing don't sell as well for me as they do for other people. Why are they sitting so long? I feel like I'm sourcing the same quality and the same brands that they are, but theirs are selling and mine aren't." So there's a couple things that you're going to need to check on. The first is what we were just talking about is your pricing, making sure that you're not at like the the top tier of pricing if everyone else is, you know, listing their item at $64.95 and yours is listed at $90, a lot of times people are gonna bypass your $90 item because it's just, it's just price too high. If there's plenty available in the same condition at $64.95, why would they pay $90 for it? I would also check the sell through rate of these items. So it might seem like you are sourcing the same items or the same quality or same brands as these other people. I would definitely be checking the sell-through rate on the platform that you plan to list the item on. So whether that is Poshmark, eBay, maybe it's both Macari, Depop, whatever, I would be checking on sell-through rate personally. Um, you know, a lot of times we see these, you know, posts with like great brands and whatever, but the the sell-through rate might be terrible and Maybe they're sitting for a while, or maybe they something that we should probably mention is that not everything that you see on Instagram today happened today. They could have posted their haul yesterday that they actually purchased a month ago and then whoop, they magically sold one of the items from their haul 24 hours later, and then they post that as well. So it kind of looks like they did the haul, they posted it, you know, yesterday. And then today they show you a picture of their you know their sale, and maybe it did sell today, but they did the haul, you know they sourced those items a month ago. You can't believe everything that you see on social media, and you can't take it for face value, honestly, so I know <laughs> firsthand a lot of things that people post aren't um happening like in the moment, so and sometimes I do this as well like I will take footage while I'm outsourcing or, um, you know, record a video or something like that, and then post it like a couple hours later, or even maybe the next day. I know people that will post, you know, hot items or bolos or Amazon leads or whatever it might be. And they could have been like really great a week ago or a month ago or six months ago. And maybe they're showing you how many of these items they sold and how much profit they made. But that doesn't mean that there's still a good pickup. It doesn't mean that you should go run out and buy them right now. So you really have to do your due diligence and make sure that the items that you're picking up fit your purchase criteria and are going to sell on the platforms that you plan to list them on based on your research, not based on what you are seeing from anyone else, but based on what you are seeing with your own eyes and making those decisions for your business, not what is good for anyone else's. Okay. And the last question for today is how do I get more listings done per day? So short and sweet. (laughs) Uh, There are a lot, you know, not having a lot of details about, you know, where this question came from or what your practices and strategies are currently, I'm going to give some kind of some specific and maybe some broad tips. So the first thing that I would recommend is doing batch work, which we have definitely talked about before in various episodes. If you are, let's say, you're, you're a clothing reseller, instead of going, let's say, you do, you know, a thrift store uh, run today, and then you're going to do your listing tomorrow. So I would recommend, you know, coming home and getting the cleaning. Of those items done. So then they are ready to photograph and list. So I'll do all my cleaning all at once. And then, you know, the next day I will do my, I'll photograph my shoes, you know, all at one time. And then I'll move on to pants and then I'll move on to shirts. So I'm photographing like items all at once. It kind of lets me get into a zone. So I'm not like, Jumping back and forth between shoes and pants and then a t-shirt and then a sweater and then a hoodie and then back to a shoe and, you know, whatever. Just kind of like chaos all over the place. I feel like I can get more done if I'm like, you know, photographing shoes. I'm like one after the other. I'm doing the same setup, the same style of photograph for every pair of shoes. Um, same measurements and everything. So I think that's important. So after I photograph, then I will edit all the photographs. I use Photo Room, the app Photo Room, and I pay for that app. Um, so I can remove the background on all of my, uh, product photos. So I'll do the background removal and straighten them if, you know, needed and whatever, um, any cropping that needs to be done. Then I will upload them and start my, my drafts for the listings. And I still kind of like to keep like items together. So I'll do all my shoes first and then all my t-shirts and then all my dresses or whatever. Um, If you are, you know, not selling clothing, I would still recommend doing like items at the same time and batch working that way. I think it's going to really cut down on your time listing and then you'll be able to get more done as well. I also find that kind of like challenging myself and setting a timer. So if my average, let's say is 10 listings in 30 minutes, then I will challenge myself to get, you know, like 13 or 14 done in that same amount of time, I'll set a timer, and then just challenge myself and kind of like check off every time I get a listing done, or, uh, you know, however many I want to photograph or whatever. So I'm trying to like race the clock a little bit. And I'm pretty competitive, (laughs) in general, Uh, even if it's just like against myself, I want to, you know, I want to be better every single day. If we can get 1% better every single day, that's a huge increase over the course of a year. To being something like that, like setting a goal or a challenge for yourself to hit, I think that would help you get more done as well. Um, Making sure that you don't have distractions like your phone or computer or whatever. Some people think that it helps them to focus, like put their headphones on and listen to some good music or maybe their favorite podcast um, or something like that. Whatever will help you focus, I say do more of that and definitely try to eliminate or at least limit as many distractions as you possibly can. All right, guys. So that is it for today's episode. We had some great questions come in through all of our various platforms. If you want your question featured in the next QA episode that we do, just feel free to send us a message on Instagram or in our Facebook group and we'd be happy to feature your question in the next QA episode. I also wanted to take a moment and just mention that if you haven't done so already, please take a moment to rate and review this show wherever you're listening. That is so we can get bigger and more impactful guests on to interview for you guys. Thanks so much. And we will see you in the next episode. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck.